In this edition of Inspired Conversations over the Kappa, we will explore the importance of understanding the intricate balance between development and conservation. We have Dr. Inuka Kudavidanagi in the studio with us. She is a senior lecturer in ecology and conservation biology at the Department of Natural Resources, Sabaragami University of Sri Lanka, and in her career has worked with various governmental and non-governmental organizations, research institutes, scientific bodies, and NGOs to bridge the gap between the scientists, decision makers, and the community. So Inuka, what is the link between development and conservation? Right. Uh... Development is a necessity to address the ever-growing needs of people. The link between conservation and development often relates to the resource use where natural resources are needed for development from one side and on the other hand, our activities leads to destruction of the environment. Striking a balance is what we need right now and that is where the term sustainable comes in between right. conservation and development. So nature actually makes human development possible, but what happens in return is whatever the things we do in return damages the environment. So this is a serious question that needs addressing. Especially if I refer to a recent report by the U it's a UN-backed report, says that human activities actually cause the destruction of one million animal and plant species. That's one fact. And the other, this, this very disturbing fact is that it is found that almost 75% of the world's fresh water is being used for agriculture and livestock management, which is a huge problem because this water goes back to the water bodies, mostly polluted. And approximately 60 billion tons of renewable uh, resources are extracted globally. So you can imagine the amount of resources we use. If you think of the Sri Lankan scenario, I mean, this is the global situation. I'll take one example. One of the biggest problems we have is unplanned land use. Think of an area that is critical for wildlife. If you think of building a mega city there, from one side, where you had to do a lot of development. On the other hand, you are thinking of tourism development targeting wildlife. Both things happen parallelly. What is the situation? I mean, there's no interconnection. There's no merging of thoughts in decision-making. This is just one example to sort of uh, say, relate to. So as I said before, conservation and development goes hand in hand. We need to think of conservation if you are thinking of sustainable development. Okay. Then comes the question of how. So going hand in hand with conservation, how can we do minimum harm to environment while facilitating sustainable development? So what is the role of individual stakeholders in facilitating this conservation? Tough question. <laughs> well, uh, you need to provide water, food, energy and infrastructure to people. The population continues growing and you really can't say, okay, never mind, nothing doing, no development, which is not practical. On the other hand, every form of development creates some degree of footprint, ecological footprint, carbon footprint. You really can't move away from it. We can try to minimize, but there's some sort of an impression, impact on the environment. Especially if a development is done single-mindedly with just the final output in mind, like, okay, we want a mini hydro plant or we want this. But you don't do a proper environmental cost-benefit analysis, we are going to be in trouble. We are going to be in trouble. Especially there have been cases where we have spent 100 rupees 100 rupees of environmental damage to earn 10 rupees of economic growth. So that I feel that we are seriously lacking in this environmental cost-benefit analysis. And the other thing is, the degree of damage depends on the choices we make, the questions we ask, especially if you are doing a development project, you can ask the question, do we really need this development? Can't we find another way? Or can we sort of increase the efficiency of something existing? And then are there any alternatives? 
what are the types of resources we use how do you select the land area the location especially if it includes environmental sensitive areas so all these choices we make all these questions we ask can make a real difference especially for example if you are fragmenting a critical habitat for certain species to develop something that outcome we can't reverse that thing it's irreversible once it's gone it's gone so thinking globally once again from this situation there are a lot of things we could do like shifting energy production away from fossil fuel or improving placement of crops and energy installations changing the ways we produce food and energy managing fisheries and specially using innovative technologies that are environmentally safe these are a lot of things we do and my final sort of statement in this is that reconciling an economic development with environmental conservation is a critical need for survival and designing appropriate policies and strategies that lead to environmental conservation especially for biological diversity and ecologically sustainable development is no longer a choice it's something that need for survival right so surviving in this ecosystem you stand as individual you know doing a role fulfilling a role that can have a communal goal So based on that I would like to ask what is your opinion on the role of individual stakeholders in facilitating this conservation It's a uh, a big story but I'll put it in my way in four sort of phrases ways There are four things you can do Number 1 be aware lack of awareness or lack of knowledge is not an excuse anymore We are in a period where you can get information very easily And the other thing is through awareness you understand the value of something and people tend to protect only what they value so this awareness is something extremely necessary so being aware is the first step the first the easiest thing you can do step 2 do no harm if you can't conserve at least stay away from doing damaging things abstain or reduce your activities that are damaging and to do this you need awareness because you to know that something you should be doing something you need to know that it's uh, important So awareness goes with uh, not doing damaging things. Step 3, mitigate. If you have to do something damage, at least find ways to minimize the damage or sort of compensate for it. If you cut a tree, plant a tree simply speaking, right? Or if you cut a tree, plant 10 trees. Find innovative novel ways of mitigating. And to do that, once again, we go back. You need awareness. You need to know what you can do. And the fourth and the important step, get actively involved in conservation. Be aware don't do damaging things mitigate your whatever the damaging activities and finally take a step forward and actively engage in conservation conservation is a people's function nobody can stay away from it so it's something that people should think about it doesn't have to be really big just one step one little activity even going to the beginning making somebody aware is a way of actively contributing to conservation so that's what i said in four steps Thank you. Let me repeat that conservation is a people's function. So thank you Dr. Inoka Kudavidanage for having this inspired chat with us. Thank Have a you, good Shamali. day. Thank you.